All right. Is everybody feeling good? You ready to get started, I guess? Yeah, man. Yeah, why not? Ready for some gravy cake. Gravy cake? Just ate a sub sandwich. I'm ready for dessert. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's what Gary and I are. We're your dessert. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right you are. <laughs> Two scoops of beard right here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horton. This is this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. And I am but one of your humble hosts, Gary Horn. I am also joined today by Mr. Hey, it's Will.Daily. Gary, you're probably the only humble host out of the three of us. So. That's probably true. And uh, also joined... By the good doctor himself, uh, straight from straight from Myrtle Beach, Dirty Myrtle, South Carolina. Uh, still no airbrush T-shirts, but he's here. Doc Stenson is in the house. Heck yeah! Good evening, everybody. Raise a glass to freedom. Yep, raise a glass. And uh, Terry McDermott is in the house. RJ's in the house. Uh, Jay Cal's in the house. Front row: James Lawrence, Doctor Red Tyler uh ryan romano and i'm probably leaving somebody out but uh thank you guys for being here already in the live chat now what we're gonna do i'll just say this up front uh what we're gonna do for this is like the first part of this we'll do also for the audio portion of the show the podcast portion and then once we get through that we'll wrap everything up but we will stay live with whoever's in the chat and talk about whatever you guys want to nothing's off limits because this is this is the nwa after dark so we got no rules. It could get crazy in here. And I found this mini bottle of Crown Royal that I already dumped into this coffee cup right here. Oh, wait, look at this. Oh, Ooh. you got oh, it. Oh, snap. What is it? Oh, what is that? What is oh, that coffee goodness. cup? Oh, yeah, that's where we can find one of those. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had look one at of this. Those. Yeah, I ordered this from the nwapod.com. It is uh, it's our say. site where you can get official hashtag NWA fam merch right there in the shop. And it's all marked down right now to cost. All you got to do is pay for the cost and pay like five bucks flat rate shipping. And you can get all the hashtag NWA fam merch, your heart desires. It's a lovely mug. Very nice size. too. It's very big. I don't know if you can see it compared to my head. I have a huge head. And this thing's, <laughs> this thing's right there with it. It is. That's how we nice. size it. It's three fourths of Gary's head. <laughs> right, right. That's like when you look up the official sizes, that's what it says. I'm gonna change uh, it. I'm gonna change it on the, the description. NWA, that's our sizing standard. Yeah, it's a quarter, it's a quarter head. <laughs> Give me a quarter head of ice cream. <laughs> we were referring to Gary's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I see WWE front row's got his NWA fam shirt already. Nice. So that's good. Hey, I've only got some, the coffee mug. I I yeah, yeah, we got to post those pics and retweet that stuff. Uh, have it on good authority that some of the uh, hashtag NWA fan that are actually people we know from in the ring may also have some merch uh, coming their way too. So uh, we're, we're hopefully we'll start seeing this stuff pop up all over. Represent hashtag NWA fan. Guys, like. it's a... Uh, or as us youngsters say, pound sign, pound sign NWA fan. Yeah, that's right. That's As what all the kids are saying these days. They're all saying pound sign. That's the new. That's the newest thing. Is that is that what the kids are saying? Yeah, and they got this oh. new dance too, man. It's called the uh, 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 the doogie or something like that. 
Watch me, Dougie. Is that what they well, do? Before we get all into that, that's I do just, want to give a shout out to out. If you're listening to this and you don't already subscribe to Tim Pounds of Gold National Wrestling Alliance Fan Club, you got to do that on Facebook. Also in the chat right now is uh, our friend Terry McDermott, who runs NWA Unfiltered, which is another NWA Facebook group. I just want to give a shout out to them. You guys got to jump in there. Uh, I believe they consider uh, the Alliance blog their official uh, podcast over there, which we'll accept because we like J. Cal. So. If it wasn't for that, though, I'd be very disappointed in you. Uh, but who better? Right. Honestly, he's just a genius. So got to have that guy on there. J. Cal, I don't know if you're going to be able to stick around the whole time, but we did get a user question that I think you would actually be the ultimate authority for. Um, but that usually comes after the main part. Um, but anyway, that out of the way. Um, guys, you feeling okay? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, right. if we didn't have a podcast, I mean, we are a podcast, but if we didn't have a podcast, I think J-Cal would be the official podcast for us as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would do that. Uh, shout out to NWA Gold, who's also in the chat. If you guys don't follow him on, on Twitter and uh, Instagram, really, uh, that guy just shows off all the old school belts and stuff like that. It's a, it's a cool, cool follow. So you guys should uh, look him up. And uh and the rest of you are all right, too. Jonathan Darwin, it's good to see you back, buddy. All right, so I'm not going to just keep doing shout-outs all day, I guess, because that's not exciting for anybody listening. But uh, we were going to start today off with some news. Is that right, Will? You're the newsman. Oh, am I? Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you guys are joining us and you've already went You went to the pre-party today. Oh, Brian Lang's in the chat, too. I don't want to leave that guy out. His excellent art. and Dave Scooby. God, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I see all these names and I'm so happy with our community. I just wanted to, I just want to say your names. Say my okay, name, okay. say my name. That's right. That's what? right. That's right, man. I like that. See, stay, give me another stanza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was going to say, uh, if you did not uh, go to the pre-party today with J-Cal, you need to really listen. This was a really good discussion uh, on uh, Eddie Kingston and Nick Aldis and the challenge and, and what that feud uh potentially will mean for the NWA and how um, he just reiterates that regardless of what the outcome will be, that is a win-win for the NWA, for the NWA fam, for the NWA fan community. Uh, so go back and do do subscribe, like, and listen to his content, especially today's uh, uh, pre-party talk, man. It was outstanding. Hey, uh, that's a good point you just brought up there. Uh, shout out Brian Rosa, who's also in the chat. Good to see you, sir. Um, Let's, let's jump right into that. I mean, if we are not an NWA podcast, what are we? Let's talk about the fact that, uh, was it Sunday night? Like, right as we were live, all of this stuff started breaking out. We had already seen the tweet from Eddie Kingston saying uh, that he wanted a shot at the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And uh, Sunday night, Nick Aldis responded and said, well, he wants a challenge. So let's get this thing together. And Eddie Kingston said, um, your champ's not a coward. This is good news. I've seen stuff tossed around about all Japan and all of that. Jay, I, I jumped in on the J Cal discussion of it uh, today, but uh, where are you guys landing on this? How are you feeling? Have you, have you seen any more that I'm not aware of? Did you see that Ricky Morton offered his school, his venue up as the, as the potential host venue to, 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 to get this match in the works? Yeah. He, uh, he jumped right in and was like, Hey, I, yeah. I got a place. Let's do it. 
that's pretty impressive. I have not seen that yet. So this is why I watch this show so I could get the news and the updates. So, and this is why you got to watch this show. So this is great. Um, so no, that would be awesome um, to see something like that happen. Um, who else did I see there recently? Um, was it, was it Kingston or no, no, I guess it was Crimson and Jack Stane were at Ricky Morton school uh, doing mm -hmm. some stuff, but uh yeah, wow, that's that's cool. So Ricky Morton shot out a tweet. We may be seeing something sooner than later out of these two. That'll be a heck of a match. I hope that somebody starts filming the promos because that's what we need out of those. I just, want, I, the think, I just want the promos, man. Give them to yeah. me now. I think I don't think this is just guys just like randomly casually tweeting though. I think there's something to this. I think there there there's some momentum and a groundswell uh, where where. Uh, you know, people in the who are, who are in a position to make these decisions are starting to sense that hey, we need some wrestling now. Let's get some wrestling and let's have some title defenses and get the belts back out there in the public eye, whether it means empty arena or whatnot. So I don't think that this is just a, a flippant exchange on social media. I think that Eddie Kingston and Nick Aldis are very serious about making this happen. So again, I don't I don't have contacts like like gary might have and all that so i don't know that to be a fact but it just seems to me that this is this is legit this is this is a real deal bro you just toss out my name like i've got some kind of sweet contacts uh but i didn't even know about the ricky morton thing until right now so i don't know exactly that i'm i'm the ultimate source i mean we're a team here so right. uh but speaking of title matches and seriousness, uh, I see Brian Rosa in the chat right now saying that Stinson, uh, I think you're going to get the NWA women's title match you talked about last week. What uh, what's he referring to there, Stinson? Uh, refresh our memories. We were talking about uh, uh, shoot. I have to go back. We were talking about what was the context of that discussion. Um, Mr. Rosa, chime in and remind us of the context. I've got about four Thunder Rosa matches that I'm dying to see right now. So um, I know, you know we, of course, we want to see we want to see Thunder and Allison K hook it up again. Um, gosh, who were we talking about? I think we were just fantasy booking Mission Pro, right? And we were we were talking about having a title match. Uh, we were talking about Mission Pro, but we mentioned someone in particular that came up, and I was like, gosh, man, that's um, – see, I'm, now I'm going to have to go back and look at the show. <laughs> oh, what was that? that was, yeah, uh, sorry to put you on the spot. I just uh, I saw him mention that in the uh, – No, I know. I know. It's so a, it was... the, the name's on the tip of my tongue, uh, but there's three or four that's swirling in my head. Um Yeah, I saw a front row mentioning that, yeah, we were just booking Mission Pro. I remember that happening. I know we uh, RJ's asking if it was Tessa. Too. I can 100% confirm it's not Tessa. <laughs> um, <laughs> we pretty much have officially established that. So um, I've, I've publicly stated that I want to see, see Lindsey Snow and, and, uh, and uh, Thunder Rosa lock it up. Of course, I'd love to any, – any time that – Thunder Rose and Allison K lock up. That is a, that's a main event, man. Uh, I'd love to see like Penelope Ford uh, and Thunder Rosa go like, like they have, they've got a little bit of a history, but jazz for sure. Oh, jazz and Thunder Rosa is the Super Bowl, man. That would be, that'd be amazing. Um, They're both out in Texas too. So that feels like that could yeah. happen. 
gosh, I have to remember. We there, there's just so many. There's four or five that I'm really dying to see. I'm really keen on seeing Lindsey Snow and Thunder Rosa lock up, man. I, I I'd love to see that. I think they both have similar kind of vibes. They got real edgy looks about them. Um, oh yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean we uh, there's a lot of matches we'd love to see with Thunder Rosa, J. Cal dropping Heather Monroe's name in there. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, there's there's a uh, we just honestly like we're just excited to see some of our people back, man. I uh, I just I'm I miss seeing Thunder Rosa fight. I miss seeing Nick Aldis battle. I I just miss that I, I went on a, a rampage the other day on the insta stories just posting photos i had just talking about the people that i think we all miss um but yeah i had some like good close-up footage uh footage of uh thunder rosa taking an allison k superplex and uh that was fun to just revisit but uh just uh yeah i would take that match again in a heartbeat just to see something happen i love these guys and I, I i'd love to see them. the title being defended in mission pro as well I, if they can work that oh, out 100 percent that would be amazing. And again, that just, that just speaks to what we believe about the prerogatives of the NWA title, that it's, that it is the world's championship. And so, uh, you know, uh, these other organizations and entities are credible, but the one that reigns supreme is the NWA. I've always felt like that. Like, like, I don't care if you're WWE or AEW or whatever, the world's championship, the legitimate real lineal true world's championship is either the 10 pounds of gold or the Burke. And that's it. Everything else is subordinate to it. So, and honestly, y'all, y'all can chime in and, and J Cal probably has talked to people who know this and Brian Rose, some sure does and uh, WWE front row. But I think that probably most, most wrestlers venerate the NWA title in that way too. Uh, I mean, we just saw you, you had that beautiful tweet comparing the, the sting Ric Flair match and the Cody Aldis uh, match. And Cody is very adamant that this was it. This was every other title paled compared to this one. And I think, I think most, most workers who, who understand their history probably feel that way too. I don't think I'm being presumptuous there. No, I don't think so. And go ahead, Will, I'm sorry. No, I, I agree with that. And I mean, I, you know, not, not just the history, but I think, I think even in, in the industry, um, there is a, a respect whether it's outspoken or not for the modern iteration this this billy corgan iteration of the nwa because they see uh, a reflection of that same prestige that it had when they were growing up and um it's kind of you know put it back in the spotlight a little bit especially with all in like we talked about last week when we were covering that feud just it brought it um to such a large audience that i i do i mean i think between Nick and Cody and that feud, it put it back in a position of authority and, and respect. Not that it, not that it was ever out, but in terms of audience and people thinking about it and talking about it, it definitely took a big step forward with that feud. Well, I felt really good today because I, I you know, not, not to uh, toot my own horn, but toot toot. Uh, no, uh, Cody, Cody did retweet that tweet. Um, which I, you know, I, I just made like a quick little video to throw up that that was like, if you miss it, it was Great American Bash uh, 90, the, the main event there, the ending of that uh, combined with the ending of the Cody and uh, Aldis first matchup at All In. And just to show the comparison between the two matches, just that when that three count hit, the arms go up and that sort of thing. I did it kind of as an homage just because I happen to know 
that um, Mr. Lagana during that time, uh, that was something he was referencing in his mind, like as far as what it meant in that event and that sort of thing. And so I was just uh, trying to make that comparison there since we're going to be talking about Great American Bash here in just a bit. But uh, anyway, Cody did retweet that and, and had a nice little paragraph about it. And that actually gave me some, I don't know, just a spark of hope like a spark of joy just that Cody was acknowledging it again, you know, cause he, you don't get to see him do that very much given his current project. So uh, it was just nice to see him, uh, you know, just uh, like, like front row saying in the chat, just uh, tweet uh, quote tweeting that and adding context. It's very cool uh, to see him discuss it. But uh, to, to you guys point, um, I think Jake Cal hit the nail on the head. He points out in the chat that Triple H has the ten pounds of gold hanging up in his office. So enough said. So yep. there, there you go. In the offices of the WWE, the the ten pounds of gold has the place of respect and privilege and, and honor. So that should say everything. It is the world's title. Yeah, um, from Rose saying Lagreca was talking about it on today's show. Uh, talking about the, the 10 pounds of gold and how uh, it's a lot of people's favorite title. And uh, so that's, that's very cool. Um, so guys, you hear me mention J Cal a lot. I was, I was going into it. I don't remember if I fully got it out there, but if you don't already, you want to follow the Alliance blog, you want to follow uh, first to third on Twitter. Uh, that's, that's J Cal. He is uh, an excellent source of wisdom regarding the national wrestling Alliance. And he does a show on Tuesdays at five, uh, a pre-party right now we're the we're the bread on an empty sandwich because there's no nwa content right there but uh you get jake out earlier on in the evening and you get us in the late night portion but uh yeah that's uh you definitely got to check out his show he's just got a lot of uh infinite wisdom regarding uh national wrestling alliance uh that rivals our own doctor doctor of style robert stinson here mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of Cody, uh, the next thing I had listed, like as far as the news here, um, was that uh, he has issued, you know, obviously the open challenge for the TNT title on AEW. And we've seen responses now from uh, Zicky Dice, Eli Drake, lot, lots of people, honestly, chiming in. I mean, you guys have probably seen um, uh, a lot of other people, but uh, I just thought those were interesting. We're seeing like NWA names. And I've seen, I, I don't think I've, I don't remember if I've seen Eddie Kingston directly mention it, but a lot of people have been throwing him in the mix. Like I've seen in the replies, people are just like, what about, what about Eddie Kingston? Uh, I know our own wrestling um, with the MMA in the chat was one of them. Him and Stu Bennett. Stu Bennett was, I was looking at the thread earlier today and a lot of people were saying Stu Bennett. So, you know, I think a lot of people want to see him and Cody go at it. So just a lot of, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, there was a lot of NWA, names represented within there and uh, it was kind of cool to see who knows if any of that will materialize or not or you know what what conversations are going on business-wise about you know potentially some of those guys popping on I know tonight um he was there last week but Brian Pillman Jr. um, was scheduled to be on dark tonight I didn't get to watch it I don't know if anybody watched it wants to fill us in on how that was but you know, I mean, they're. I think AEW is is making it clear they're open to one-off appearances and people from other promotions. So, uh, Brian Pillman's 
under contract with MLW. So um, they didn't really shy away from that. So who knows? I mean, I think it's a, a real possibility and if they can make it work, man. I'd love to see Zicky and Eli and some guys like that pop in over, over at AEW for a one-off, especially with Cody. I mean, working with Cody would be, would be phenomenal. Yeah, and I think we all have a sense that the that Cody Aldis three is is it's got to be inevitable. If there's any justice in the world, we have to see the the rubber match. So, um, you know, it would be interested. Interesting, interesting to see that happen. Um, so the other bit of news that comes out of uh, the WWE that I saw listed is uh, wh- where are we at on the brand new? Uh, debuted United States Championship. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock the world right now, and I'm just gonna go out on a limb and just throw it out there. Didn't hate it. Kind of dug it, honestly. I think it looks kind of cool. Well, that's a bold take, Gary. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I haven't formulated a solid opinion. I know I hated the the previous one, and a lot of people liked it. It's been around for a while, so I know there's some. Um, you know, connections there with different eras of, of WWE for those of us who've been wrestling fans for a lot of years. I, when I think of us titles for me, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think of the WCW us title, the one that Rick Rude and sting and people like that held for so long. That's the one that comes If you, if you tell me to picture the us title, that's the one I picture. Um, and you know, I, in terms of the new title, I like, I mean, the modern aspect of it. I like the shape of it. I definitely think there's some similarities. I think we've pointed out between that and the, the NWA tag titles with the Eagle and things like that. So there's, there's a little bit of, uh, of similarity there, but um, yeah, I, I haven't, I don't know. I think I need to see a few people carry it before I can formulate an opinion. Cause I need to see what it looks like, you know, the, the just looking at the belt, by itself doesn't really put it in context enough for me to say if I like it. I need to see it on a guy's shoulder around his waist before I can like, you know, form a solid opinion. Uh, I kind of liked it, man. I, I, I'm a patriotic guy and I, uh, I love seeing the stars and stripes on there. I also like that there was a, there was sort of a throwback, a vintage throwback with the Eagle there at the bottom. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I guess I kind of go on Gary's. I didn't hate it, man. I, uh, it's not my favorite. I think for me, the U S title on mine is always that, that nickel one that uh, Magnum TA wore before they they brought the gold one in uh, that uh, that Nikita eventually won and uh, Lex Luger made famous. Uh, that for me is the definitive U.S. title. But I don't hate this one, man. I think it's cool. It's uh, I love that that big eagle on the bottom. I think it's kind of striking. Uh, if I, if there was anything I didn't like about it, it would be the 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 shape of it. The sort of the what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven size there. It's a very boxy, very Volvo looking. Uh, but, you know, as far as the the face of it, I, I thought it was kind of attractive, man, actually. Prominent red, white, and blue. Uh, I love those stripes at the bottom behind the eagle. Uh, how it says champion in big blue letters. I mean, I think it's kind of a neat looking design. So, we'll see. Um. What about uh, since we're talking about WWE uh, and, I, and I see I see you in the chat. I'm not gonna uh, just uh, ignore you. Uh, some people like uh, 
James Lawrence back with the TNT title said nobody should be challenging from the NWA for a mid card title. So we want to acknowledge that take two. Uh, he, he thinks the NWA is better than the TNT title all day long. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, front rows mentioning NWA talent showing up representing on AEW is a big opportunity, uh, especially if AEW acknowledges their NWA status, which they might based on Ricky Stark's debut. That's a good take. Uh, they definitely mention the NWA and the TV title uh, in uh, Ricky Stark's, uh, in his debut. Um, WWE wise, uh, another, I, I just had to talk about this for a second because I, I, I don't, I, Stinson probably didn't see this since he doesn't pay attention, but uh, I have Sorry, to know. Just got out oh. of the pool, so she's dripping wet here. A little cameo, a Petra oh. and a cameo. Their mama was down there with them in the pool. So, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. There's the star of uh, this is the NWA YouTube channel, Piper of Piper's Notes. There she is, a celebrity. Go to mama. Go to mama, baby. Uh uh-uh. Don't mess with the computer. Yay. All right. Sorry about that, guys. No, you're fine. I, I just, uh, it's, it's actually interesting I, I, because this is, this is a good topic for people with kids. Uh, what are the matches on WWE right now being advertised? It was announced on Monday night after a, a win by uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Rey Mysterio. Uh, that Rey Mysterio gets to pick the uh, the uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for the 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 thing for their match. I can't think of the word for some reason. Stipulation. But, uh, stipulation. My God, I could not think of that word for some reason. Thank you. Uh, so he gets to pick the stipulation, and since uh, Seth has attacked his eye previously, Rey Mysterio has chosen an eye for an eye match uh, in the WWE, and uh, so somebody. Is- it's gonna lose an eye, I guess. What, what, what is this? What is happening? It's a, it's a bunch of tomfoolery, is what it is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what I hate about wrestling, man. Tom who? Yep. I don't know him. Oh, it's tomfoolery, love. <laughs> it's a bunch of boulder dashery. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is pro wrestling, it's a spectator sport. We're not putting eyeballs on the line. Stop. Knock it off. Quit insulting our intelligence. That's what I think about it. Well, I mean, this is not the first time we've seen this in the last 365 days, right? I mean, didn't didn't you gotta put a man's eye out? You do it with like the road warriors did with a spike, no stipulation. You jump him and put his eye out. Well, that's what happened. That's what happened in AEW. They they had that whole storyline with Chris Jericho and John Moxley, and uh, you know they had an eye for an eye match, and it was yeah. So I mean, this is it, it feels like a clear ripoff and i think jericho even tweeted out the picture from that match and and said like oh this sounds familiar so i I don't know i just it does feel like the wwe is being a little reactive and i don't fault them for that it's business but you know fighter fest was announced and then they're like well we're gonna do the great american bash you know same same two week period and it's just i don't know it feels it feels it's not surprising and again i get it from a business standpoint but you know, eye for an eye match. I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. I hated it when AEW did it. I hate it now. I'm like, come on, WWE. You got the talent, man. NXT is loaded with talent. They're loaded with talent. Give us some prize fights, man. That's it. That's if you want a winning formula, here it is. You get it right here. Here with with a free slice of gravy cake. Just do some performance sport. That's it. Just have some prize fights. That's all you got to do. 
put your talented guys in there, cut promos, and have some matches. Don't throw an eye for an eye stipulation. That is ridiculous. What well, Frumro's in the chat talking about uh, uh, lose an eye, lose the match. It's simple. Well, I'd say, like, in any match, if you lose an eye, it's probably – well, you know what? No, uh, tonight in the Great American Bash, we're going to talk about the debut of a dude who was debuting directly after that very thing was, happening. So that I was about immediate, to say, immediately. I was about to say, but that, but that was a legit – like, it wasn't an eye for an eye match. These dudes were just beating the hell out of each other, and his eye popped out, so – well, look, what it was going to be is like, I think any match is over when somebody loses an eye, but that's it, you know, obviously the, right away he, he disproves it. That's in the official rules somewhere. That's in the official rules somewhere. You lose an eye or a kidney or one of those other major organs you lose. Yeah, but uh, Will brings up an excellent point about the WWE just like ripping off uh, AEW a lot, but they also are so scummy about it. Uh, but yeah, good good show there, Will. Uh, if we're going to find out any official information, we go to the Pro Wrestling FAQ uh, book. Yeah, by Brian Solomon. You guys, so that's what I was that. doing. I was looking. I didn't know if there was a section in here about losing an eye. If there was like an official, I'll have to I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> um, uh, just uh, just Brian Solomon. Will a PWI plug? I think Thunder Rosa is being featured in the upcoming issue. Uh, that which will be the PWI 500 issue. So. Uh, so looking forward to Nick Aldis finally uh, reaching number one. He should be at the pinnacle. I expect him to be. And uh, and I think there's a Thunder Rosa article in there, if I'm not mistaken, unless I'm getting my 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 issues confused. Well, Rob, I don't even know if you meant to do it, but that is a perfect segue into the next news topic that I wanted to bring up. So you're brilliant. Uh, mm. PWI announced today, this morning, they put out a series of tweets and I thought this was interesting and worth mentioning. They're saying, I'm just going to read them here. Effective this year, the PWI 500 will include wrestlers who, regardless of gender, best fit our usual criteria. Win-loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport, success against the high grade of, highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition and activity. Um, it says this year's PWI 500 will include wrestlers who excelled against opponents of any gender or who held traditionally male or gender neutral championships. For the first time, multiple women will be included on the list. Frankly, this is long overdue. Women who complete exclusively, wait, women who compete exclusively or almost exclusively in women's divisions or promotions won't be ranked in this year's 500. However, they will be eligible for the women's 100 list. We acknowledge this is an imperfect system, but it seems to us the most equitable approach for now. So it's an interesting uh, change. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. I quite understand why they're going. No, they're not just going all in on this thing. That's my only. Yeah. Curious. Like, that's, that's that's thing I'm most curious ask. about. What I mean. What is you guys' understanding of when they say? women who compete exclusively or almost exclusively in women's divisions slash promotions. I mean, so only intergender women competitors would be. So basically Tessa Blanchard is what they're saying. Yeah. It's a cop out. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I love the first half of that statement. Cause I agree. I think that you can look at a pound for pound athlete in that pound for pound greatest athlete might be a woman. That's okay. I have no problem with that. But go all in, like Gary's saying. Don't freaking hedge it, man. Don't don't yeah. don't tippy toe around it because you're afraid of like offending somebody. Just go all in, man. I mean, Tessa Blanchard is one of the the best all pound for 
pound athletes. She's not my favorite. I don't think she's better than uh, Thunder Rosa, but Thunder Rosa should be in that top 10, top 15 list. Absolutely. You know, pound for pound. Well, she's son, one of the you best. know, that's who I'm thinking of. So yeah, like Thunder Rosa and Allison K, I'd easily see them in the uh, top 500. If uh, you could include. Yes. Yeah, see, and, and that's the ultimate vote there. So um yeah, I, I, I don't see why we're not just going all the way in. So I'd be interested to ask them that, like why why they're not doing. But then another name that I saw come up where they gave a little more clarification on that is uh, people kept asking about Asuka as well. And uh, they said, well, at this time, Asuka would be included in the top one or the women's 100, but not in the PWI 500 uh, right yet. So I don't I don't really. I mean, you're you're right, though. I think it's it's Tessa. Tessa's a huge one. She she won the world's heavyweight championship in TNA. So I guess that's how they're figuring they not have to start start there or something. I don't know. But they say multiple women are going to be in it already. So I don't know who those are or how. Yeah, I, I don't know. But no, like none of the major companies. They wanted to be bold, and then they drew it back. They like completely gutted the boldness of it. You know. Well, either that or it sounded yeah, like, it's they like needed an excuse to be able to put Tessa or, or some other people, and they found a loophole or something. But I, I'm with you guys. Like, it makes total sense to me for that top 500 to be anyone. Like, I don't like. It doesn't matter what division or, or promotion or gender or whatever like they should be if, if they're considering themselves an authority on this stuff which they are then they should be able to objectively look at you know all competitors in professional wrestling and make a, a top 500 list like that's the way i look at it I, this seems like this seems like too many stipulations you know when there's matches that have these like weird stipulations that's what it feels like to me and it's kind of convoluted at this point and i don't know how effective or how like i don't know if they think they're making like this big impactful change or anything but with that last little bit i think they undid whatever progress they thought they're making I honestly, that's exactly how I felt too. Like I was like, why, well, why'd you, why'd you throw that last part in there? And, uh, and I'll be honest with you too. I'll check my privilege. Cause I had not even thought about this before. Like I, until this tweet, I, I didn't even, I don't think it had clicked with me that women weren't included in the PWI 500. That just feels like it should be a thing. And I just never, I don't know. I just, I haven't looked at it in a little bit. Uh, so Rob would probably, know better than I but I just uh I don't know I guess I just kind of assumed they were considered or something I don't know but women's wrestling has come a long way since uh this thing started and um you know the uh gosh who was I hearing the other day Dave Meltzer on the Observer had uh April Hunter on the other day like just doing a little quick interview with her uh, talking about some of her experience in wrestling. A lot of it obviously revolved around some of the recent stuff, but uh, she talked about like, she always, she always gets bummed out because she went through a lot of crap doing, you know, with like broad panty matches and that sort of thing. But like, she was trained, like she was ready to go. But even in the nineties, uh, early two thousands, she thought there were a lot of women that, you know, she, she's happy that the women that get credit for being wrestlers like they are now are getting it, but they were ready to go too, like they wanted, 
to, but they were just never even given that opportunity. Like they just were looked at that way. So anyway, let, let me ask it, you this, it's, Rob, it's, maybe you can answer this. Um, if you've been following the PWI, I have not been a, an avid PWI reader or keeping up with it. Do they have tag teams on that list or is it just strictly historically it's just been single competitors or do they, they do have tag teams? Singles is singles competitors. Okay. And, and it has been a, uh, it's been a, uh, the PWI 500 and there's been a lot of controversy and I don't know, like people have said things like, yo, it's really only the first hundred that matter after that people purchase the slot. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's been said before. I doubt that that's true. I think that the the researchers on the PWI staff probably do their homework and, and try to get a, a, a large representation, but it's been said. And then they've done the women's 100 and, uh, and that's no shade on women. It's just that that's a smaller sorority or fraternity of, of, of athletes. Uh, but no, they've not done, uh, unless I don't know that they've done a, uh, um, a tag team. Maybe, maybe, maybe Jake Cowler or, or Mr. Rosa will know about that. Uh, but I, I think it's always been singles guys. Cause I remember well, seeing both like of those... Bob, beautiful Bobby and Stan Lane would be in there as, as individual competitors, not, not as components of a tag team. Well, you got both those guys you just mentioned, Brian Rose and Jay Cal, uh, for anybody who can't see in the chat are both saying that, uh, PWI rankings are a work. So they, uh, both have a, uh, stark <laughs> opinion on those things. So, <laughs> Uh, and I, man, and you guys, maybe so. I just, you know, I, you know, I respect Brian Solomon a lot too, and just know what he's he's told us about that. So, but uh, it, it's, it's probably something to it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think that takes away from Brian or anything we've learned from Brian so far. Like, I, I don't think he necessarily went into super detail about it, but he's a contributor. I mean, he doesn't run the thing, so you know, he just he tries to do his part in researching the articles he writes and stuff like that, which by the way, did you guys hear that interview he put out that I, I, I linked to it on Twitter, but through the, this is the NWA where he had the uh, manager, like the OG manager and his name just slipped my mind. Uh, Bobby Davis is yeah, his Bobby name. Davis. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's considered the like OG wrestling manager. Like, he was like 16 or something when he started doing this. So he was like training to be a wrestler and stuff, but his size or something like it, I don't know. The guy managed everybody, but he, he managed like Buddy Rogers and Bob Orton senior, the Fargo's gorilla monsoon. And like, he was in the, in the mix with like Vince senior and toots Mont and stuff like that. And then just one day, just like, uh, walked away that he was he was just done and uh he was like opening wendy's franchises or something i think from the interview which i saw but uh anyway uh brian solomon tracked this guy out down and like had to convince him for a while to get on there and uh sit down for an interview but it's uh it's really cool man it's uh it's cool to hear this guy talk all right so um did you guys have any other news items you wanted to hit on before we move on into today's main event topic I don't think so, man. I think mean, I about covers it. All right. Well, then uh, before we move into the Great American Bash 1990, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening so far. If you haven't done it already, hit like on the video. Hit subscribe. It uh, helps us out and helps us get in front of more people. Also, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you could just make a like a Google account and go to YouTube and just subscribe. That'd be cool. 
let's see here. Uh, sorry, I just got sidetracked by Brian Rose to say the top 100 females are actually done by just one dude who basically does not watch anything but WWE and Shimmer. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Well, hopefully they can improve that. I know in the past they, they, they've done, a, there's been a lot of like, just, you know, it's not been a lot of shoot stuff in there. And they've tried to, during Stu's last few years of management, they tried to make it into a real news publication. And I know that it's got some ways to go. It's definitely not LaGreca or Meltzer or J-Cal or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I mean, when you, I know when we talked with Nick Aldis, he was pleased that he had been given a, a that he had been ranked in the top 10 at one point, uh, I think in the last one or two, uh, maybe not the. Uh, well, I'm thinking about the top ten rankings, but I think one year he'd been given like the PWI Most Improved Wrestler Award or something like that. I, I can't remember which one he had, but he seemed to to value the the, the acknowledgement, I guess. But certainly, you know, wrestling is a bi- is a big world, and it's hard to it's hard to get a a, um, a good perspective on the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of indie promotions out there, unless you have researchers which they obviously don't have so at some point it's going to come down to a, a couple of knowledgeable guys or, or maybe even one who bases that raking off of the, the the stuff that they watch which is not the stuff that we watch so um so you know i think we we've even talked at length that uh i think we were quite displeased with some of the last rankings that they came out that how is how in the world do you have someone like a jake hager ranked above a Nick Aldis, for instance, in a top 10 ranking when, when the last time they faced Aldis beat him, <laughs> you know, and uh, that kind of thing. So, yeah, there's definitely some work and some uh, propaganda and some selling going on in there. But, you know, I mean, if you look at the, to me, I guess, when you look at the PWI 500, if you make it, if, if historically, if you're a guy or a female, if you're making it in the top 40 or so, and you're, if you're a guy and the top 10 or 15 as a female, that means that you're doing something good. You know, you're making some 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 something of a statement. So, but it needs reform for sure. 